My name's Charlie. I'm a Leo. Um, I don't know how long I've been here. So, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I'm Irish. <laughs> um, something just happened. Hang on. Mustache hair. Sorry about that. <laughs> Holy cow. That's a good way to start. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe I just said that. All right. Anyway, y'all have any questions? <clears throat> All right. So, anyway, we've been in First Peter now for a few weeks. And as we're about to close out the chapter, and I'm sorry that it's like, it's, I hope y'all brought something to eat, because this is going to take a while. So, just kidding. Um, I wanted to highlight who Peter was as a man, since we've been in First Peter for a little while. And uh, Jacob's going to close out First Peter uh, next week. And Peter has a great story. Um, his background and his relationship with his background, his relationship with Jesus. Um, Peter didn't start out as uh, the man we think of who wrote a couple of letters that ended up in the Bible. And when Jacob gives his um, sermon next week, um, he's going to give a charge. Uh, Peter gives a charge to the elders that are dispersed in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And when we think of the guy that does this and that we read about in First Peter, uh, I, don't, I don't know what you think of, but I don't, I, I don't think of that kind of guy sometimes. I think about some other things. That he, he, um, he's known as Peter the Rock. Or when we think of Peter who cut off the man's ear ready to fight. Jacob brought that up to me the other day. Or when we think of Peter, um, we don't see those things. Peter would ultimately end up denying Jesus. And that's kind of what we're going to focus on uh, at the end. Peter's personality transcends the text of the Bible in a way that is easy to get to know him and relate to him. Peter was a real man with a real family and, have, and he had real problems. Peter's not a fictional character. And we have a whole lot to learn from this guy. Peter didn't look like this. I know that's supposed to be Moses, I think, but... He didn't look like that. He looked more probably maybe something like this. So when we think of Bible characters, sometimes we don't think of people who look like that. I mean, these, these were not actors or characters on TV. These were real guys. And Peter was a fisherman. So Peter had a fishing business. He fished for a living. So Peter was probably a pretty hardened guy. <clears throat> um, so... Peter was a husband. He may have even had kids. He was a brother, and he had a fishing business on the Sea of Galilee, and his name started out as Simon. Then Jesus entered into his life, and everything changed. Uh, we're going to go, look, go back and look at here in just a minute at some of the things I've just covered uh, in a little more detail, but let's start out with the reading of our, our text in uh, John, and we're going to be in John chapter 21. We're going to go through 1 through 19. So this is a wonderful story. It's a story of grace, reconciliation, and of a great friendship. It's also a wonderful teaching moment, too. So before we get too much into that, let's go ahead and read some of this text. So I'm going to start off in verse 1. I'm going to read through 19. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, which is the Sea of Galilee. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, 
Nathanael of Canaan and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we'll go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shores, yet the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? And they said, no. They said to, he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of the fish. The disciples whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It's the Lord. Then Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, put on his outer garment, garment because, uh, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came <clears throat> in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from, far from the land, about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place and fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? For they knew it was the Lord. <clears throat> Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, with the and, and so the fish, so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus re- revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to them, "Peter, Simon, son, I'm sorry, Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these?" He said to him. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because Uh, because he said to him a third time, do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hand and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show him by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. So let's pray. Lord, I ask as uh, we get into your word and we read your text, Father, that you would would help. Uh, Help me, Lord, to communicate your word well. Uh, Help all of our hearts, Father, for your word to soak in deep and teach us through your written word, Father. I ask that you would prepare us in our hearts and our minds to receive your word and that we would be blessed with it and that as a return, we would be a blessing to you out in the world. I pray these things in Jesus' name. So before we get too far into this uh, text, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back a ways. We'll come back to this, but we're going to spend some time in some other parts of the Bible. But <clears throat> like I said earlier, what I want to do is I want to give a big picture of who Peter was. And I need to set the table uh, before we get to this. 
So in John chapter 1, I'm going to go through this, so just kind of bear with me. So in John chapter 1, John the Baptist is baptizing believers, and John recognizes who and what Jesus is. John tells his disciples that Jesus is the Lamb of God. Andrew, Simon's brother, brother, goes and gets Simon Peter, and they go to Jesus. Andrew had met Jesus, had spent some time with him, and wanted to, get, uh, wanted to get his brother to meet Jesus and even told Simon that Jesus is the Messiah. After Jesus had met Simon and spent some time with Simon, Jesus changed his name to Peter. Later, Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee, and he sees Andrew and Peter fishing and tells them to follow him <clears throat> as recorded in John chapter four, uh, chapter 4 of John. Now, I want to pause right there and take a second. What does it mean and what happens to folks when, when God changes their name in the Bible. Something big's about to ha- happen, right? So Abram, Abraham, Jacob, Israel, John, Mark, Saul to Paul. You can get the idea, right? Um, so some big things happen. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to... You can stay here if you'd like. Um, but I'm going to go over to Luke 22 and uh, continue on with building out the picture of who Peter is. So, so I kind of want to set this scene up now. So there's a plot to kill Jesus. Judas betrays Jesus. Um, and then uh, there's the Passover with the disciples. Now, the disciples had probably taken Passover meal with Jesus before, before this time because they'd been with him about three years now, I guess. And uh, this, was some, this wasn't something new, but remember in the story, he told them to go and to, um, to go into the city, told them where to go, told them what to say to the guy, and they went and got the upper room. Um, Jesus does the uh, Lord's Supper with them, and uh, then there's a, a little bit of a, a struggle or quarrel that comes out amongst the disciples and said, who's going to be the greatest, and who's going who's to be able to sit with you, and th- this and that, and then, and then we get this, and I'm at... Uh, Verse 31 of 22, he turns to Simon and says, Simon, Simon, behold. So when, 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 when Jesus says your name twice, and behold, behold, by the way, means look. So when he says behold, it means look. So he says, Simon, look. Dem- uh, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned Again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And Jesus said, uh, whoops, went too far. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you have denied me three times that you know me. So it's interesting that Simon, um, verse 31 Simon, Simon. Simon means pebble, and I think that's kind of cool. Uh, Jesus tells Peter that Satan has requested to sift you like wheat. I'm sorry, what? What did you just say? <laughs> uh, in other words, Satan's going to mess you up. Satan wants to jack you up. He, say, uh, Peter remembers what Job did. Peter remembered that, that God gave permission to Satan to have, to have uh, Job. And so he's just told him, that, that Satan's demanded him now. So, Jesus tells Peter that, in fa- that is, he is in fact going to turn away from him. However, <clears throat> when you turn again, 
Strengthen your brothers. This is huge going into uh, the text for today, not just for today, but for next week as well, as you'll see. Um, And let's look at 32, verse 32. Jesus tells Peter, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. This is awesome. Jesus, Jesus has prayed for you. Peter is not the only one that has dark little secrets that may, maybe only you and he knows about. Um, this is what makes our Wednesday nights here. This is what makes our Wednesday night discipleship group so unique and so invaluable. Uh, that is a place, this is a place where it's safe to confess and bring to light those things that are hidden so that we may not only confess to one another but to God so that we may pray for each other. The fact of speaking out loud, uh, speaking it out loud to one another is not what helps you. It's bringing it before the Lord and seeking forgiveness that does so that Jesus may intercede and pray, pray on our behalf. Um, when, we, when we do that, Jesus cleans up our prayers before, uh, before the Almighty God. We may come <clears throat> together simply to confess as to what we're battling so we may pray for one another. That's, that's why we're taught in Scripture not to forsake the gathering of the saints. Could you imagine a soldier going into war alone? And he'd be doomed before his boots even hit the battlefield. In verse 33, Peter tells Jesus that he's ready to go to prison or even death for him. I can see Jesus looking at Peter and saying, like Red did in Little Red Riding Hood, Oh, what pride you may have, Peter. What pride you have. And he says to him, Peter, you're not even going to last 24 hours from now and you'll, be, you'll have denied me three times. Think about what he just told Peter. He basically told Peter he's going to commit apostasy. Think about that. The public act of denying God. He's committing apostasy. This is huge. Some say this is an unpardonable sin. uh, And he's just told Peter that he's about to be guilty of it in less than 24 hours. So I'll go over what comes next. Most of you know the story. Jesus betrays Jesus and goes on to lead his captors to him. When they arrive, Peter makes an attempt to prove his worthiness while he is surrounded by his buddies and Jesus uh, by his side. And Peter, Peter ultimately goes after one of, the, one of the servants of most high priest and cuts his ear off. And then Jesus heals it. But Jesus says to him, enough of this. And he heals the man. Then Jesus allows himself to be taken into custody. So starting around verse 54 uh, is when Peter denies Jesus. There's a charcoal fire uh, for warmth burning in the middle of the courtyard. A servant girl is the first to accuse Peter of knowing Jesus, and he denies him. Later, someone else saw Peter and said, you are also one of them, and Peter denies him. Then a man spots Peter and says, certainly this man knows him. He's a Galilean. And Peter denies him. It's at this point, a rooster crowed, and Peter and Jesus locked eyes. And he knew, uh, he knew what had happened. And Scripture tells us that Peter wept bitterly. It says bitterly. Peter just didn't go sob silently in a corner. Scripture tells us he wept bitterly. Peter may have removed himself from the area, dropped to his knees, 
and torn his outer clothes. Peter remembered what the Lord had said to him, and he couldn't, and he couldn't do it. You see, Peter had pride. The Lord called him out on it, <clears throat> and Peter said, no, I'll go to jail with you, and I'll even die for you. Peter even tried to prove it when he was surrounded by his buddies and Jesus, but when he was all alone, and I believe he was all alone, I'm assuming he's all alone here uh, because the text doesn't say anyone else was with him, but when he was all alone and Jesus was shackled, God used a little girl and Peter denied Jesus for the first time in public. Let's go back to chapter 21 of John now. After Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, we're at the Sea of Galilee um, with the disciples. Peter, Thomas, and some other disciples are there. And Peter said in verse 3, I'm going to go fishing. This has been a whirlwind of activities. Some things have happened. Some bad things have happened. And, he, and Peter says, I'm going to go fishing. Peter says, I don't know what else to do. He didn't know what to do, so he's returning to his old ways. He's returning back to his old job. Peter said, I can't do this Christianity thing anymore. I can't do this following Jesus thing anymore. I've failed. I had the opportunity to prove myself, lead the other disciples, make a stand, and I blew it. So Peter went fishing. Verse 4 says, as day was breaking, Jesus, and they don't know it's Jesus at this point, Jesus looks out across them and says, at them fishing and says, you don't have any fish? And they say, no, Captain Obvious, we don't have any fish. No, I'm just kidding. They just said no. <laughs> Jesus tells them, cast your net on the other side. Oh, what? That sounds familiar. So remember, this is how Jesus met some of, the boat, some of them on the boat, including Peter. So they did, and they were not able to haul in the net because it was so full. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard it, Peter, <laughs> I love that about Peter, throws himself into the water. And this is, this is kind of significant because I've heard that these guys don't swim, even though they're fishermen. They don't swim. Their parents didn't take them to swimming lessons when they were six years old back then, I guess. So, so Peter throws himself into the sea, and I guess back then you just kind of did what you had to do. Maybe they watched dogs or something. I don't know. Um, Peter left his business to follow Jesus. He threw himself into the sea. Peter left his business to follow Jesus, realized he was a sinner, felt defeated, and returned to his business. What did Jesus have built on the beach when Peter had got to the beach. He had had a fire, charcoal fire. Where did P Peter deny Jesus three times? Around the charcoal fire at the courtyard. Jesus is getting ready to take Peter back to the very place where he had failed so Peter could deal with it. That's why Jesus called the wonderful counselor. By the way, the charcoal fire is only mentioned twice in the New Testament. One, uh, one of them is back in Luke where we just were, and one of them is in John right here. I think that's interesting. I thought that was, that was free information. That was a joke. All right. Um, verse 15. When they had finished eating breakfast, 
Jesus made breakfast. I think that's kind of cool. Jesus says, Simon, son of John, he calls him Simon. Remember Simon means pebble? He calls him him pebble. (laughs) Do you love me more than these? And Jesus answered him and says, yes, Lord, you know that I do. Except Peter uses an interesting Greek text here. Okay, now this is, this is the whole thrust of the lesson today. He uses an interesting Greek text here. He says, I phileo you in the, in the Greek. This is very interesting. There are two words used, in, uh, used for love in the Greek. One is agape, which is God's love, a self-sacrificial love. The other is phileo, is brotherly love. Um, it means you're my homeboy. Just kidding. Y'all are, are y'all listening to me? Um, <laughs> It, uh, it means brotherly love. It's where we get the, the word for Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Um, Peter tells Jesus here that I phileo you. What we see here between Jesus and Peter is amazing. <clears throat> so I'm going to pick that up here. Um, he says to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Jesus is saying agape. Do you agape me? And this is interesting. And listen to this. Do you agape me? And he says to him, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. He says to him, tend my sheep. Sheep is a little bigger than a lamb, right? He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you agape me? Peter is grieved. Now, do y'all see, does this text take on a new meaning now? Do you agape me? He said to him, Lord, you know everything. I can see Peter. You know that I phileo you. He said that I love you that way. You're my brother. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you. He takes him back. Truly, truly, I say to you. Jesus is speaking here. You know when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk whenever you wanted to. But when you were old... You will stretch out your hand and another will dress you and carry you to a place you don't want to go. It's telling him about how he's going to die, his crucifixion. And after this, after saying these things, he said to him, follow me. So he's going to have to follow him. Peter knew what happened to Jesus, right? Peter would only say that he phileoed Jesus. The last time Peter said, yeah, I'll go to prison with you. I'll die for you, didn't he? He said that. He was a big boy then when he was surrounded by his buddies and and he knew Jesus was with him. And Jesus knew he couldn't do it. He knew he couldn't do it. But remember, Jesus told Peter back in Luke, but when you have turned turned again, strengthen your brothers. Jesus had a job for Peter to do, but he knew Peter wasn't capable of doing the job until Peter got uh, rid of what was standing in his own way. Peter's own pride. So Jesus had to get rid of that pride. He had to get rid of Peter. He had to get rid of Simon the pebble. So he would be Peter the rock. After that, Peter went through, after what Peter went through, he could only honestly muster up that he phileoed Jesus. He said, I can't go back there again. I saw what they did to you. That almost happened to me. So, but I think it's awesome and this is what I think is awesome about this, is that Jesus was able to meet Peter there. Peter was like, 
I only can say I can phileo you. And you know what? Jesus said, that's good enough. I'll come to you. I'll meet you there. And I'll be there with you. And then we'll go from there. Isn't that awesome, guys? Uh, After failure, Peter went fishing. Back to his old way. Jesus knows the worst about you, but he also knows the best about you. So it's not too late. If you've turned your back on God, he still has a job for you to do. He's still waiting for you to answer his call of redemption. The way that, he's, the way that he redeemed Peter, and will you follow him that way? So we're about to take communion now. Um, so if you love Jesus and you know Jesus, you're welcome to the table. Um, just whenever you're ready, uh, we'll just take a moment and we'll take it together in a minute. But scripture tells us that if you don't know and love Jesus, that you could drink condemnation on yourself. So if you don't know and love Jesus, spend some time with him here and, uh, and then we'll take our communion together here in just a minute. So just like that night before uh, we just covered that when he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body. It's broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup saying, this is the blood of my new covenant. Drink of this as often as you do in remembrance of me. If any of you are feeling uh, like you've messed up, um, that you've um, you've gone too far, that you've done some things that are unforgivable, that's just simply not true. Um, Jesus is ready to meet you where you where you are, just like he met Peter. Peter denied Jesus publicly three times, just like he told him he was going to, and denied who he even was, and Jesus met him. So. There's nowhere you can run. There's nothing that you can do. And there's nothing that you can say that's going to snatch you out of Jesus' hand. We, we, we have security in our salvation through that, through knowing what Jesus has done. Um, Aaron's going to be in the back, uh, ready to pray with you. Uh, if you want prayer, want to talk about something with Aaron, he, I know he'd be more than happy to, to, to talk with you and to pray with you and or as, just as much as any of us would. So. Let me pray. So, Father, I, um, I thank you for this lesson. I thank you for this message. It was, Father, it was just as much, if not more, for me um, than maybe anyone in here. I don't know. Uh, but, Lord, I thank you so much that you will come to us and you will meet us, meet us in our darkest hour, in our time of need, in our lowest point. Father, I think that's where you like us to be stripped of our pride, stripped of anything that we may think that we are and who we are in this world. Um, Father, and all you want us to do is just be a moldable vessel for you, something that 
that you, only you're able to take and to break and to mold and use, Lord. Lord, I thank you for that in you, that you, we, we have that security, Father, with you. I thank you for this lesson, Lord, in Jesus' name.